Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Authentically You podcast. We're so happy to have you guys with us today. We just hope and pray that this podcast episode blesses you and wherever you are with your walk with Christ. And our whole goal for this podcast and this season is that as we are authentic and vulnerable and sharing our experiences in different seasons of our lives with each other, that we would grow closer to God and just we can proclaim everything uh, good that he's done in our lives and all of the difficult seasons that we go through and just being authentic with you guys. So without further ado, let's just jump right into today's episode. Welcome back to the Authentically You podcast. I am so sorry. We were not expecting to take as big of a break as we did. Um, Madison and I really just got caught up with a lot of things. There was just a lot happening. Um, But obviously, it's calmed down now. We finally have time to release some episodes. So we are both very, very excited. Um, So this episode should have started off January, but really it's gonna be our end of January thing um but we really wanted to share an updated testimony we've released testimony episodes before those are on our previous podcast face-to-face um but we we've gone through a lot since we released those episodes we've grown a lot in our faith and we really just wanted to update y'all and we wanted to update our testimonies and show that even more, even more, we have stuff going on just like everyone else. Um, and really that's kind of the whole point of our testimonies as well as, um, or at least mine, like it's to show people that you're not alone. Uh, you never have been and you never will be. And, um, as small and minuscule as your problems may seem, God is right there to help you guys. So, Let's jump into this. Um, It is Gabby here today. I don't know if I said that. You guys know how forgetful I am if you've listened to our past episodes before. But um, I'm going to start with my early childhood. I grew up in a home where, you know, kids kids normally get, you know, memories that they can actually retain um, at about the age of four. So around that time for me, it was my parents beginning their divorce. Um, For those of you who may not know, uh, there was some adultery in my family and uh, my parents divorced because of it. But I, I was there to hear a lot of the arguments and I don't think my parents know that Um, they were very much in the heat of the moment. I don't think they realized that my older sister and I could hear them arguing. Um, Sometimes even see because we were curious as to what all the noise was and why mommy and daddy were fighting. So we would walk down the stairs and um, we would watch them argue. Um, and, you know, it was just, that's what it was. So I grew up with a very normalized, unnormal love around me. Um, and that's really affected my journey um with Christ in a lot of not positive ways but um yeah there were there were nights where you know like I watched my dad punch their wedding picture and like their glass shattered and everything and you know there were some nights where like 
Faith and I couldn't fall asleep even though it was school night because they were just down there arguing. And, like, it was just, it was a lot, you know? We were kids. But, um, it really, you know, my mom tried her best to raise us as close to the Catholic faith as possible. Um, but, you know, we were, we were constantly backing back and forth between my mom and my dad. So, you know, we were constantly going back and forth between someone who was trying to teach us to live in the Catholic faith and someone who was agnostic, who was challenging our faith constantly. And, you know, I remember that there were car rides where he would ask me things like, um, if God's real, then why does bad stuff happen? And if God's real, then why doesn't he help me? And like all this, all this stuff. And, you know, as young as I was, you know, I, I didn't have an answer. I did not have an answer for that. If you ask me now, I'd be able to answer your question, but I'm not going to get into that because I don't know what time my mom's coming home and I'm trying to record this as fast as possible. Um, but you know, I just, I didn't have an answer for him at the time. And yeah, I, struggled and I was in like this really big teeter-totter between believing and not believing um and you know eventually obviously you know bad things happen you know and some bad things happen and those things kind of pushed me over the edge you know um in 2012 my Eva was diagnosed with breast cancer which she thank the lord um beat very bravely um, but, you know, for me, as young as I was seeing that, it was kind of like, okay, so God's real and my Ava has dedicated her life so much to just being so faithful. And why didn't he, like, why didn't he help her? And, you know, like, it didn't really think to occur to me, you know, like, hey, like, she, she beat it. Like, he helped her. Like, he, he helped save her. I, that didn't occur in my I don't even know what age I would be in 2012. I think it was, like, eight. Yeah, that didn't occur in, like, my eight-year-old mind, you know. Um, but, yeah, it, it really made my walk with Christ difficult um, to hear that and to see that. And, you know, then there was 2013, um, the day that I was leaving for my flight in eighth grade to my Washington, D.C. trip. I was at my aunt's house. And my dad called my mom, and I figured, okay, maybe he's saying goodbye to me. Like, maybe he called to say bye to me, because at the time I didn't have a phone. Um, I figured maybe, you know, maybe he's calling to say goodbye to me. And his phone call was actually the fact that there was a car crash, and that there were two police officers involved. And they thought my aunt was one of them. It wasn't confirmed at the time. Um, you know, I just, I remember sitting there in shock. I was like, why, why would God, why would God do that? And, um, you know, a few, a couple of minutes later, you know, it was confirmed that it was my aunt in the car. She was a deputy gardener. They turned a corner too fast and the car hit a pole and it flipped onto the dumpster and then it caught fire and you know, that was the end of my community service officer of an aunt, you know? And I, I was like, she's a community service officer. Like, she served her community. Why why would God do that, you know? So 
that teeter-tottering eventually, you know, that was my, there was no more teeter-tottering. I completely fell off. I was like, there's no way, there's no way that God is real. And I was agnostic for about two years. And then I got into high school. It was my freshman year and I met Madison. We were in biology together. And Madison is just as stubborn as I am. I don't know if any of you guys have noticed that or know that, but Madison is just as stubborn as I am. So me being a non-believer at the time and her being a really strong believer at the time, it was like so, Madison tells me all the time, like it was so difficult for her to try to get through to me. And for me, it was like, it was so difficult to get her to shut up at that time, you know. Um, but she would tell me all this stuff and, you know, she'd try to get me to realize that, you know, I'm, I'm wrong. Like there is a God. And um, <laughs> it was just, it was bad, you know, and I, like, I wouldn't let her speak. I'd be like, I don't want to talk about it. And then like, I just cut it off, like conversation dead. And you know, Madison told me that there was many nights that she prayed for me, that she prayed for my salvation. And, you know, obviously here I am now, you know, here I am now talking to all you guys about it. But, um, yeah, she eventually, she convinced me to go with her to this Christian club that my high school has. Um, and it's, it was called HCA. I'm not going to say the full name of it because it includes the town. So I'm not going to say the full name, but, um, we would go to HCA on Wednesdays, and I tried my best to keep an open mind, but, you know, I'd sit there with my doubts, as one would who isn't a believer. Um, and then eventually softball season rolled around. And when softball season rolled around, you know, I'm a softball player. We use our arms a lot. My arm and shoulder was, like, really hurting around, like, the first two weeks, as it normally does. Because, um, you know, you're throwing the ball around a lot for the first time in a while, and it, it kind of catches up to you. And I didn't really tell anyone because I was like, this is normal. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to be a baby about it, you know. Um, but one day after HCA, uh, Madison and I walked into our next class, which was chemistry. And she looked at me. And we were, like, by our table. And she looked at me and she was like, does your shoulder hurt? And I was like, what? And she was like, does your shoulder hurt? God told me that your shoulder hurts. And I was like whoa like in my head I was like blown away I was like there's no way that she could possibly know this I haven't told a single soul that my shoulder hurts so I was just like blown away and so she prayed over my shoulder and like, she tells me that it was funny all the time but that practice after that like that day it still hurt because you know like it didn't just disappear but it felt so much better than it did whenever I had woken up so much better and it felt so much better than I had all week and I was like wow like this is insane so from there on out I would go I, well it wasn't even a matter of going to HCA anymore it was just like I would listen to Madison like I would actually listen with an open heart and an open mind to what she had to say to me and you know eventually that leads me to where I am today kind of eventually um but you know it that it took a lot at that time because at the time I was dating someone um 
And if you've listened to my update on life and relationships episode, you would know that I dated the guy in my sophomore year. Um, and it was just, it wasn't a great relationship. And, um, knowing what I know now, I know like how big of an obstacle that relationship was to my faith because I believe he was Catholic. I don't even remember. It was like three or four years ago. Okay. Um, I don't even remember, but I believe he was Catholic, but it wasn't a godly relationship. So, you know, obviously there was like insane amount of problems and, I've always been really good at hiding my problems. Like I said, grew up in a broken home. Um, So I was very good about not letting anyone in to know about said problems. Like, there is stuff that Madison didn't know until, like, last year. Okay? Like, I told her something in the car one day after we went thrifting in Modesto. And she was, like, shocked because I had kept that a secret from... My junior year until my freshman year of college, like, it was a secret, and I didn't tell a single person, um, and I was always really, really good at keeping part of my life, um, a secret, which is insane to me to think now, because I tell everyone everything, as you can tell by this episode, um, but yeah, it was just, it was a really big obstacle, and then, you know, Madison and I, you know, well, Madison really started it. I just kind of helped. Madison started uh, face-to-face at our high school. And, you know, I was vice president, or supposed to be. I didn't really act like it. Was I vice president? I don't even remember. I actually think I was vice president my senior year. I think I was, like, treasurer or something during my junior year. But we started it our junior year, at the beginning of our junior year. And I I would I'm gonna be honest. Um, I would miss meetings because I was too busy with said boyfriend um, to go to meetings, and I wanted to hang out with my boyfriend. And I would physically ignore that time to build my relationship with God in order to go and be with my boyfriend. So that all happened so many times. I'm so sorry, Madison, if you're listening to this. I'm so sorry. Um, but, you know, eventually uh, COVID shut us down. Him and I had broken up, like, right before, not really right before, a couple months before um, we were shut down because of COVID. And eventually, you know, like, I was still I was still trying to listen to Maddie. I was still trying to build my faith as much as possible. HCA was kind of doing um, Zoom meetings. But it was really hard because I had nobody right next to me to encourage my faith, like, you know, my mom was really scared. Like, I couldn't really see any of my friends. So I was very much stuck. Like, I, I really had no one to help me um, build my faith at the time. And eventually, uh, that it led to a lot of anxiety for me. Um, and I would begin to have anxiety attacks. And I kept that a secret. <laughs> if you guys notice, I'm very good at keeping secrets. I kept that a secret for months, and despite the fact that I knew Madison had had anxiety attacks before, I kept it quiet, because I didn't want to self-diagnose, and I did like I didn't want to seem like I was just pulling things out of nowhere, and I was, like, really, really kind of, like, scared as to how other people would take it that I was having these anxiety attacks, and so eventually one day I caved, I told Maddie, and then Maddie handed me the Live Fearless Sadie Robertson book. And 
many of you know, Sadie Robertson is very um, influential in, you know, the Christian um, world, I would say. And, you know, she, um, she brings a lot of light to people and she is very good at what she does. She's very good at her ministry and that would be, you know, speaking out. And so I was, as I was reading this book, I was like, wow, like, this is such an eye opener. And so after reading this book, you know, I gave it back to Madison, um, but I finished reading it and then I... Madison invited me to her youth group, and for a long time, I had I kind of put it off because like I was nervous to go. Like I'd never been to a Christian church before. I was really nervous to go. I was like, no, no, I have this going on. No, can't do it. Um, but eventually, you know, it was COVID. I was really tired of the anxiety attacks I was having, and I was like, no, like I, I seriously like I need to fix my relationship with God. Like I, I need to put some effort into this. Like I can't just sit here and expect Him to repair everything. And so I went, I went with Madison to youth group and I would say that was one of my best decisions ever. Um, I got there and Madison handed me my very own copy of Live Fearless by Sadie and I got to read it more in depth this time and was able to take notes and highlight and um, bookmark all those like prayers and all this like advice that she was giving and my first time at, <laughs> funny story, so I grew up Catholic, right? I'm very used to like the stand up, sit down, kneel in the pews type, you know, hymnal stuff. Christian churches, at least Madison's, Madison's is not non-denominational, I believe. I think. Don't quote me on that. Madison can confirm that one day. But, um, you know, I got there and like, I was so uncomfortable. I was really uncomfortable. I was like, wow, like, I've never seen anything like this before, like, it was outside because, you know, COVID, um, but, you know, like, they were doing worship, and, like, I was just, I was looking around at everyone, and, like, everyone was just, like, so insanely into it, they were insanely, like, they were there to praise the Lord, and, like, it, it was inspiring, I was, like, wow, like, these people, like, they really truly believe in what they believe in. And that really kickstarted something in me. I went home and I was like, mom, can I please get a Bible? Mom, can like, can you please buy me a Bible? And my mom was shocked because <laughs> I had never asked that. And, you know, I think a small part of her knew that I was agnostic, but I really, I, I was very good at hiding things. I would go to church with her, the Catholic church with her and like, nobody could tell a difference, you know, but I asked for a Bible and my mom bought a Bible and I went from there, you know, I started getting into the word. I, you know, tried my best to study it as much as possible. You know, um, Madison would teach me a lot because <laughs> I will be the first to admit that while I have learned a lot, if you guys have listened to any of the face-to-face -face episodes, you can see that I have a lot to learn. And I can admit that I still have a lot to learn. I am learning new stuff all the time, all the time. And I didn't think there was that much new stuff to learn, but there is, you know, I'm, I'm still learning. It's, I've been at it for like two years now. Like I'm, I'm still learning. And so, you know, eventually our senior year rolled around, we turned face to face into a podcast and I decided I'm going to be president of HCA. So I did. And I began, um, 
you know, speaking during our meetings because I couldn't find guest speakers that would talk during COVID. You know, nobody wanted to do a Zoom call. So I began speaking at our meetings and I found out that this is something that I love to do. Like, I love sitting here and telling you guys about my experiences and showing you that, hey, like, I was in a position once where, you know, I was nowhere near God. Like, I was in the deepest of a valley that I could go. And, well, as far as I know, that was probably the deepest valley that I've been in. I don't know if there will be a valley like that one day. Lord, please no. Um, that valley was very hard to get out of. Um, but, you know, it was just, it was, it was one of those things. And, you know, I had to learn to grow. And I love showing you guys that there is potential to grow and there are ways to grow. Um, and, you know, it's, it's really a process. You know, like I told you guys, I'm still learning. I am still learning every every single week. I feel like I learned something new and I'm like, oh, wow, that makes a lot more sense. You know, like I just I'm it's a learning process. It really is. You know, rebuilding your relationship with God isn't going to happen in a day. You know, it's going to happen over time. And I think that that's what people don't get. It's not like you get to pray to the Lord once and then magically everything's fixed. Like, that's not that's not really how it works, you know. Um, and I'll get into that in a little bit, a little bit more. Um, gosh, where was I? Yeah, COVID. So, you know, I was president of HCA. I learned that this is something that I love to do. And then, you know. Silly me, because your girl seems to catch a lot of bad ideas, um, I would say. After my senior year, I got into another relationship. Go me. And wow, that one was a doozy. That one was a real test to my faith. If I thought that my... um. My sophomore year boyfriend was a test of my faith. This one was a test. <laughs> um, like this one, this one was a real challenge, you know, and I learned the importance of being equally yoked and how, you know, um, not being in on the same page of who you want in a relationship and what you want them to do for your faith. You know, like I'm, you know, at first I was just like, yeah, yeah, he believes in the Lord. He's good. Nope. Nope. Don't, don't sell that. Don't sell that because there are things that, you know, there's Christian boys and then there's godly men and you want, you want a godly man. You want someone who is going to encourage your faith. You want someone who is going to push you to build a relationship with God. You want someone who is going to be encouraging of your journey. You want someone who's going to really just be there and be like, you know, I love the Lord and I would rather, I would rather have someone who loves the Lord over loving me, which sounds insane because if sophomore year me said that everyone, like I would be shocked if sophomore year said that, but you know, freshman year of college me, that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for a guy who wants to encourage my relationship with God. And I want a guy who actually loves God to love God, not to love me. And it was a hard thing to learn. It was a really hard thing to learn. I don't want a guy who's going to follow Christ just because they want me. I want a guy who's going to follow Christ because of Christ. You know, like, and it's a hard thing to learn. It really is. And 
um, it was really tough to break that relationship off just because of, you know, not being equally yoked, but truly it was the best thing for me. Um, you know, and it was the best thing for my faith. And I, I don't think I could have made a better decision than to cut that off. Um, but anyways, leading up to now, um, I still have my days where, you know, I definitely, I definitely can do better. I definitely can do better in my walk with Christ. I can definitely be a better Christian. Um, but, you know, I choose to believe that we all have those days. And, you know, as hard as it is to remember, like, hey, like, it's not just about, you know, wanting the Lord. It's about being willing to accept what the Lord is doing. Um, but, yeah, now, now Madison and I are trying to, well, Madison's better at me. This month has been a doozy for me as far as COVID goes in my family. Um, but we have been going to this Bible study on Monday nights. And I'm actually really starting to love it. Um, like, it's, it's, it's full of really good people. And it's a really great community to be around. And, you know, I really need those kind of people's around me to just really encourage my faith and I love being around people like that but um uh actually you want to know what I'm gonna make another episode talking about that I'm gonna make another episode stay tuned for that um and that episode will probably be called being blessable okay because I want to share what their pastor was talking about on Monday night so I'm gonna do that but I'm trying to remember if there's anything else that I needed to hit in my testimony. Um, one verse that I will share with you guys that really has kept me going is 2 Corinthians. And I always say it wrong. I know. Like I said, I have a lot to learn. 2 Corinthians 5-7. For we walk by faith, not by sight. That is the most encouraging verse to me personally because... I was constantly challenged because I couldn't see things. People challenged my faith because I couldn't see things. And I was like, no, I have to see it to believe it. No, no. You need to have faith that even though you can't see, that what is happening is good. That God is going to take whatever is happening in your life and he's going to turn that around for good. You know, I, I have a lot of stuff going on right now where I'm like, Lord, like, this is in your hands. Like, if this is not the path that I meant to be on, then please put me on the path that I meant to be on. Because, you know, I'm in school right now. I'm at a university. But I can't help but feel like I don't belong there. And cosmetology school has been weighing really heavy on my heart. But, you know, I'm really scared to take that leap of faith and tell my parents and be like, hey, I want to stop going to university and I want to save up for cosmetology school. Like, that, that is really nerve-wracking to me. Um, like, that is insanely nerve-wracking to me to even think that I would have the guts to tell my parents something like that. Um, but, you know, I'm just, I have faith, and I've been praying for some guidance, and I've just been praying that, you know, hey, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. And whatever's going to happen, the Lord is going to turn it for good, and he's going to make his good out of it. Um. But that is what I'm going to leave you guys with today. That is my updated testimony. 
Um, I pray that, you know, you guys have realized through my testimony that, hey, like, some of this stuff has happened to me. And my word of encouragement to you right now is follow the Lord. Follow the Lord. Listen to his word. Don't be afraid to listen to his word. And don't be afraid to trust his goodness. Don't be afraid to trust how good he's going to be to you. Because he will deliver you. And he will do anything to make your life good. And it may not seem like that right now. And it may be really difficult to push through. And it may be really, really difficult to know, like, hey, like, all this stuff is going wrong. And, like, it feels like God isn't helping me. It's a difficult thing to hear. And I know that. And I know it's a difficult thing to feel. But trust the Lord, you guys. Trust that he has a way for you. Pray over it. Get into his word. Worship him. Praise him. Pray that what he's doing in your life, that it's what you're meant to do. And that that's what your life is meant to be. And while we may not understand what it is, and we may not understand why he's doing it, but you want to know what? Eventually, we will see the good in it. Eventually, you will get to a place in your life where you see that good. And I pray that over you guys. I pray that over you guys. In Jesus' name, I pray that you guys will see the goodness that he is trying to work into your life. And I pray that you guys are able to open your hearts to him and open your minds and completely trust him. That's what I'm going to leave you guys with today. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate every single one of you. And I really hope that through this, you guys have learned that you're not alone and that you guys have learned that, you know, there are other people out there. And feel free to reach out on an Instagram account, um, Authentically You Podcast on Instagram. Feel free to reach out. Feel free to reach out. Feel free to ask questions. You know, you can be like, Hey, Gabby, I get the messages. I get those messages. I will respond to you. I will help you through it. I will try to give you the best advice that I can because I've been there. So whatever you guys need, feel free to message us on our Instagram. You guys can email us. Just do what you will. Have a good day, y'all. And I pray that the Lord is able to bless you in this season. Stop.